Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Of America, Doug Godley Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, where we're uh, we're actually here at the Mountain West Conference and WCC Basketball Conference uh, Media Days. It's the MobileTireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. I mean, they just make it easy for you, don't they? Right? TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there. It's the way tire buying should be. Um, got, a, got a lot to get to. Might talk a little college hoops if we get a moment. Uh, Deion Sanders apparently doesn't understand the time zone or how college football works on television. We'll get to that upcoming. Um, we got Thursday Night Football, and in one hour... Uh, it will be the very, very easy, concise way of pointing out to people who want to use stats to make their point that stats don't tell the story. They just don't. As we get ready for Broncos, Chiefs, Thursday Night Football. Broncos, Chiefs, Thursday Night Football. Uh, Josh Lucas is going to join us in like 20 minutes. He's the former director of per- player personnel for the Bears. He's got deep, deep play reviews uh by, by watching tape that we got to get to. Warren Moon will join us in the second hour of the show. I want to start with Major League Baseball. And on one hand, I would like to forever call the Astros cheaters. Because the Astros, they not only stole signs, but they were alleged to have a, a buzzer. Al Jose Altuve had a buzzer on his chest. And several people I know in Major League Baseball, even though that's never been proven to be true, everyone believes it to be true. They were cheating. They got caught. They still won the World Series. None of the players got punished. But, you know, a funny thing happened after that. They kept winning. And this is seven consecutive championship series that they've been in. And it's like one of those things where you could sit there and go, hey, you cheated to win. You're right. 
And if you want to say that the Patriots with Spygate cheated to win, okay, you're right. But then they kept winning after that. On the other hand, you have the Dodgers who get swept last night. And two of the best players in Major League Baseball, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman, who set the Dodgers single-season doubles record this year. And Mookie Betts, who had a second half of the season, which put him in anybody's discussion over the NL MVP. They go a combined one for 21. Only to add insult to that, their pitching was atrocious, right? Clayton Kershaw didn't get a second out starting the first game. I I repeat that, okay? He only got one out. And then last night, Lance Lynn gives up not one, not one, not two, not three. Four home runs in an inning. And really, that was five home runs. Right, Jay Stu, are you okay with me saying that's five home runs, not four? Because the fourth home run, um, who was that? Who's the three-hitter for the, for the Diamondbacks? He hit one to right field over in the corner right by the flagpole. I think it was Marino who hit oh, the was, foul ball. Oh, it was Marino. Yeah. So, Marino. So, he hits. It's, it's a foul ball that looked like it was in. They go and he rounds the bases. They review it. They're like, no, it's a foul ball. Then he steps back into the, in the, at the plate, and the next pitch he hits for a home run, which it was nuts. That stuff was crazy. I, and I'm not usually not critical of Dave Roberts. One, I know him a little bit, and I think of him as a spectacular human being. Plus, he stole, like, his stealing second base uh, in 2003 is, like, the most iconic base steal, base theft in my recent memory. It started the comeback from down four games to none as they beat, beat the Yankees in game four. But also because I've, I'm, I've always been told that if you're mad at Dave Roberts' moves in a playoff game, don't be mad at him. Be mad at the computer because the computer is what tells them what moves they're supposed to make. And then when, once your guy gives up a second home run, you got to get somebody up in a hurry in the bullpen. After the third home run, they got to come out. After the fourth home run, I can't really help you. But what a colossal failure by the Dodgers. And I guess the question becomes... Who's to blame here? Do you blame Andrew Friedman, who did not use the trade deadline, did not add enough quality starting pitching, and it became a debacle? Do you blame, you know, the Dodgers organizationally for not making moves last year in the offseason, instead kind of staying put in what felt like they were preparing for Shohei Otani? Or do you blame baseball that has these ridiculously short series that don't match up with how baseball is played in the regular season? 162 games, now all of a sudden we get five games, five-game series. Why not seven? I I actually think blaming Major League Baseball and blaming the five-game instead of seven-game series is the least of your worries. Would it put less pressure on the Dodgers in game one and game two, of course. Of course. But they didn't hit. They didn't pitch. And in some cases, they didn't field well. It doesn't matter how many games. You lose three games, none, you really don't have an argument. can't say, well, if this thing would have gone seven, you might have got beaten four games. Uh, as for the additions or additions they did not make, like, dude, I get that. You know, you're preparing yourself for a long-term run for next year, but you mean to tell me you couldn't go out and do something? 
And look, the, you know, the Rangers add Scherzer. Scherzer gets hurt. The Astros got Verlander. That's where he wanted to go back to. But you can't tell me there weren't options out there. Should baseball's playoffs be changed? Yes. But not because the Dodgers or not because if the Braves get beat or not because the Orioles. But because you have to have a little bit better balance. 162 games. You you shouldn't decide it in three. That we understand. And there's a way in which you can speed up the process so those guys don't have as much time off. On the other hand, at some point, you got to win a game. you got to put balls in play. you got to put pressure on the defense. And no matter what Major League Base, whatever, if they played nine games, they'd be up three, three nine. Um, but to anyone who says, hey, this is that's baseball, right? You win all those games in the regular season, you get swept out of the playoffs, that's baseball. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, the randomness, and look, I've been on the randomness of the NCAA tournament. Right? It's just such a random, you're talking one and done. You don't always get a true champion. But there's a reason that Duke and Mike Krzyzewski would end up in the Final Four more so than anybody else, isn't there? There's a reason that Tom Izzo and Michigan State would end up in the Final Four more so than anybody else. Just like there's a reason the Astros have ended up in the ALCS the last seven years. And, you know, the Dodgers get swept so early on. You know, your default has to be pitching. Your default has to be pitching. Uh, Jay Stu, how you hanging in? You thought you, you, although you thought the series was lost, you did think the Dodgers w- would win last night. Correct. Um, I, it's, it's on brand for an Andrew Friedman built team to lose in the, in the postseason. You know, the movie Moneyball is about the A's. They were really good in the regular season and never won in the postseason. This Dodger team is just the most recent example of that. The difference is that Friedman has so so many more resources than Billy Bean had, and that speaks more to his failure. I could read you these numbers right now, but somebody did the math, and he's, he's, he's at a 45% failure rate in the postseason. That's over the last 10 to 11 years where they've won divisions and dominated the regular season. The problem is that nobody's going to lose their jobs tomorrow. In fact, Andrew Friedman's probably going to take the podium and talk about how much of a crapshoot the postseason is. And all we could do is get this team as best ready as possible, and it's a crapshoot. And to your point that you led the show with, if it's such a crapshoot, how have the Astros gone to seven straight championship series? How are the Astros about to win their third World Series in seven years? You can't, you can't sell our fan base that it's a crapshoot anymore. So come up with a different excuse. And maybe somebody should actually lose their job in the front office, like Andrew Friedman. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think, here's my, my thought on Friedman. And I thought it was an interesting hire when they made it, right? Because what you've had to do in Tampa was built with limited resources, and they were able to do that. And so what would that look like, the limited resources? What would it look like if you gave him all the resources of the Dodgers? And last year it looked really, really good. I didn't like their bullpen, and then they come up short. This year, I don't think anybody liked their bullpen, and then their starting pitching got worse and worse, and they, ne- they never offered up to fix it. I, I would, this is, for the Dodgers, this is bottoming out. 
No, you, I, I don't think you can fire a guy who wins the division. I just don't. Um, but now if you, you get a chance to fix it and you don't fix it, there has to be a plan in place, processes in place for trying to fix more, most specifically the pitching and then obviously some of the other flaws within what they're trying to do lineup-wise. Um, but, you know, look, we said in August when they're winning all those games, we're like, mm, I don't think they're that good, but they do just keep winning games. What about you, Ramos? Are you a fire everybody guy? I am not, but I am disappointed, and I do agree with Jason that you can't you can't have three hundred win seasons and then just lose consistently in in a divisional round. I, I think that's not not a good thing. I don't think they they. But then again, you can't have your two best hitters on the team go one for what was it twenty one or twenty one for twenty one. Yeah, that can't happen. I mean. It just doesn't work that way, you know. You can't have if Bryce Harper was like 0 for 15 right now or something like that. The the Phillies probably wouldn't be in the situation they're in right now as well. So, no question. On the other hand, it doesn't feel like Bryce Harper would ever allow. Maybe, yeah. Himself. Am I am I wrong? Like Bryce Harper made a lot of fans last night. Oh man! And it's weird because yesterday or the day before, we talked about Shador Sanders and showing off the watch and showing up. There's a different. We, can we all would again? If you guys disagree, feel free. I would say there's a massive difference between whether you want to say taunting one player who's alleged to have said something that we don't know if he actually said, and Bryce Harper hitting a you know two two gigantic home runs and talking trash after the first one as he stares him down, and what Shador Sanders did. Like, within the field of play, I think trash talk is, is pretty much all fair game. But when you run over to the sides to show, hey, how much money I got, that's the one that doesn't stick with me. I, I, I can't say I've been a Bryce Harper fan. I've never been a Bryce Harper. hasn't been, like, the enemy. But I will say that watching him last night or even watching him in, previous, in the previous series makes me a fan. Uh, Diamondbacks, by the way, those uniforms were dope. The teal, the teal. Let I mean, uh, I like the teal names. numbers. Yeah, they're and not as iconic as the Dodgers. You're, but you're never going to be. You're the Arizona Diamondbacks. By the way, that is a that is a roster of gamers that have the clutch gene. I mean, you talk about team building and what Friedman has done with the Dodgers. He's he's built a team off of of mathematics and analytics that win over the long haul. But what that analytics doesn't measure is what the Diamondbacks have. They have a whole lot more heart. The energy was was a complete different level than the Dodgers the entire series, and you you, you can't blame that on the five day layoff in the third game. I, I really thought that they would win the the la- the next two games and probably lose in five. Here's Mookie Betts asked afterwards to take account for what happened in the series. The third consecutive year, the Dodgers are eliminated by a team you essentially dominated during the regular season. Is there a, a flaw to the postseason approach? Uh, no. Um, those guys, they get paid a lot of money to play baseball, too. They're not just rolling over and uh, saying you guys can win. You know, it doesn't matter about, you know, when you get in the postseason, man, it's, you got to play well. And uh, we have not. And, and you can point to a million different things, but at the end of the day, you got to play well. Here's Dave Roberts on why he didn't take Lance Lynn out before he could give up his fourth home run. You know, you've got two outs and you know a low pitch count, and, and figure that this run of right hand hitters, you know, you've got to be able to, to navigate it somewhat with two outs, uh, nobody on base, and then um, then two homers later, you're down four zero. 
Yeah, it, 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 I think it just got away from him. Um, but how could we have seen it coming when Lance Lynn barely gave up 44 home runs <laughs> in the regular season? <laughs> like true. Again, I don't watch Dodger games like you guys do, and even I knew Lance Lynn gave up a bunch of home runs. And then you see him flying out of the yard, and I immediately press – Immediately pressed, you know, uh, the the game logs, whatever, and I saw he gave up 44 home runs. Then I was like, we might want to get, you might want to get a guy up. Uh, that was bad. What well, what would be comparable, like for you as a coach in the level that you have, you know, played in college basketball? Like, what would be the level of something where a guy in basketball is doing something on a consistent basis, and you're like, oh, we better we better do something different here? Like a guy that doesn't play defense, maybe, or no, gives guy, up a lot you of missed, three, yeah, no, you've missed like ten shots in a row. Yeah, just like don't take any more. Basically, is that what you tell? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to gather like what would be a comparable situation in a basketball game to a guy who's in the season, does exactly what he did last night, which is give up a lot of home runs and then give up home runs. Well, it's a guy who sh- has a terrible year shooting, you know, shooting three three pointers, and then in the most important game, you run plays for him to shoot three pointers. <laughs> That's a good point. There you go. You know? <laughs> Oops. Oops. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. If you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time to also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Um, Deion Sanders is unhappy with start times. Take a listen to what he said during his radio interview yesterday. Who makes these 8 o'clock games? That's the dumbest thing ever. I know, I know. It's those fellas over the television. This thing ever invented in life. Who wants to stay up to 8 o'clock for a darn You wait till we do it. What about the West Coast? I mean, the East Coast. Do they even care about ratings or anybody watching it? I don't. 
Uh, you, you wait what are we supposed to do with? I'm sorry, I'm bidding. What are we supposed to do with the kids all day until eight o'clock? And then the next, if when we have a game like that on the road, we get home at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God we're not going to be in this uh, conference. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Here's the whole thing. You really think the eight o'clock start time's going away? <laughs> like, yeah, you'll have some earlier start times when you go east. Matter of fact, you'll have some that start at noon Eastern time. That would be 10 o'clock local. Good news is you'll be in your own bed that night, but the bad news is you'll be at noon Eastern time, 10 o'clock local, if you're mountain time zone. Second part is, like, again, if the whole ratings calculation, if you want to ask anybody, why are we starting at this time? It's because of ratings. And it's when smart guys say dumb stuff that it, like, peaks up your interest. Deion Sanders is a pretty smart guy. But... Does he not think that the TV entities do everything they can to put him in the most prime rating spot there is? They seem to have done pretty well. And then the other part to it is, like, once you get into the Big 12 starting next year, if you're the big game, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll probably get some 7 o'clock East Coast time zone starts, but you'll probably get some 8 o'clock local starts as well. And then if you're not the best team, if you're not the most viewed team, if Shador goes pro, if yeah, there's a bit of a fall off, like you could be the one thing about starting at eight at night is there's, you're not you're not competing with anybody. If you start at seven, seven at night, you know, East Coast time or six at night, East Coast time, you're competing with the SEC. You're competing with the Big Ten. You're not going to win that on a weekly basis. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Josh Lucas, of course, former director of player personnel with the Bears. So there's a different level of film study that he puts in every week. And I, I, I want to start with the Bears. They're coming off their best game of the year last week. They actually finished the game. What's the difference? What, what's going on that's different about them? Yeah, first, thanks for having me. And, Doug, uh, you know, Chicago specifically, I think we talked about a few weeks ago, they got to a softer spot of the schedule, and, and obviously you got to start there. Offensive side of the ball, they're getting healthy up front, which is the, you know, strength of this offense. They're running the ball better. They faced a lot of eight-man boxes on Thursday night, and they continued. They kept the run game going. Single high safety looks much easier to take explosive shots down the field, and and that's what Justin does really well. He, he's a good vertical passer. He showed it in college, and now he's got he's got two guys that can stretch the field in DJ Mar and Mooney. And um, so, to me, it all starts up front. It's helping the quarterback get confidence. And that's leading to, you know, an explosion in production in the last two weeks against two defenses they had to be, you know, productive against. Uh, side speak- of the, uh, other, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good on the other side of the uh, ball. Uh, yeah, I was going to say on the other side of the ball, the biggest thing you saw was an increase in urgency. They were playing like a desperate team. You look at Washington, I think they they had an 0-4 team coming into their building on Thursday night, and there was a letdown. I don't think they played well. The quarterback let them down at several points throughout that game. Chicago took advantage of it, credit to them, uh, and they got out of there with a convincing win. Uh, let's go to the Sunday night game. Niners just mollywhomped the Cowboys. What is it about the Niners that have allowed them to so dominate a team like Dallas? You know, combination of 
high-end personnel on both sides of the ball and high-end coaching. You, you start with San Francisco's offense. It, it's, it's a symphony. It, it is so well-coordinated. It is, it is so balanced, run-pass. The offensive line of the 49ers, with the exception of Trent Williams, that's where they're vulnerable. When you look at each one of these guys from left guard over to right tackle, that's where they're vulnerable, but they play very well together, especially in the run game. And if you're going to disrupt this offense, you're going to have to beat them up up front. And, and Dallas did it for a little bit. They, the, the Dallas defense kept them in it for about a five, six-minute stretch of that game where they got San Francisco off the field. But for that offense, if you don't slow down the run game and, and with the weapons they have and the, the efficiency that Purdy plays with and, and, and the best play caller in the NFL – they are they are fun to watch. They're hard to stop, and they have a lot of talent. On the other side of the ball, they smothered Dallas early in the run game. They took the run game out. They put it all on Dak. Dak was not spectacular enough throughout that game to, to compensate for a lack of run game. He made a few good throws, but he missed too many throws. He turned the ball over. Their right tackle, Terrence Steele, $50 million guaranteed before the season, $82 million contract. He's been a big disappointment. He was dominated on Sunday night and allowed a lot of pressure. Um, that San Francisco is good, and Dallas did not play well. And, and, you know, it all starts up front on both sides of the ball. And I what, thought, you know, go ahead. What was your eval of Brock Purdy before the draft? Brock Purdy... Interesting story on Brock Purdy. 2019, a good friend of mine, not involved in football, Josh Yates, played football at Iowa State, texted me and said, the next Drew Brees is at Iowa State. This is his sophomore year. I put the tape on. It was very interesting tape. There's no physical traits that jump off. He's below the line in a lot of physical traits. Accuracy, timing, anticipation is how he won. But he never was able, and I would say, you never saw a guy that could carry an average team. You didn't see a guy that could take an average team and play against a big, strong Big 12 powerhouse and consistently give him a chance. So the evaluation for me was, you know, a, a quarterback whose ceiling was going to be at a backup level in the NFL, a guy who's going to have to win between his ears more so than with his physical traits. And I'm willing to bet a majority of the team saw him very, you know, very similar. And, you know, that's why, obviously, he, he lasted to the very last pick of the draft. So, so okay, does that ever get exposed? That, that's been my thing. Is, is there ever a point where that gets exposed that he doesn't have the physical traits and he's just not enough to carry them to a Super Bowl or, beyond, you know, or to win a Super Bowl? 100%. It could easily get exposed if you dropped him into a different bucket with a different play caller, a different offense, not, you know, less playmakers on the perimeter. You know, uh, uh, if he was challenged with making, creating explosive offense off script on a continuous basis, he would be limited. He would have a hard time doing that. What you love right now from him is he's extremely efficient. He play the best thing about Brock Purdy is he knows who he is. So he wins with timing, anticipation and accuracy. 
And what you're seeing now this year versus the 2022 tape is you got a guy that's playing with confidence now, and he will flash the ability to create offense on his own if, you know, the play breaks down and he's got to make a play beyond, you know, how it's thrown up. You're starting to see him do that at times. He doesn't have to do it a lot. They've had 36 third-down pass attempts in five games. That's the very bottom of the league. That tells you you have an offense that's humming on first and second down. If you have 36 pass attempts on third down after five weeks and you're winning games and scoring points, it means you're dominating on first and second down. It means you're running the ball well and you're controlling the game and you're controlling the tempo, and that's what they're doing. They're not putting him in a lot of situations where he's got to make a play or they're going to be off the field. And when he has to do it, he has shown this year, more so than last year, that he can do it in flashes. I don't think he could do it consistently consistently for four quarters if he was in another building surrounded by a different play caller and different personnel. Uh, Josh Lucas is our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio, former director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. He joins us weekly, breaks down tape. And, you know, the story coming out of Charlotte is that Frank Reich, well, he really wanted C.J. Stroud. And that the owner wanted Bryce Young. They took Bryce Young. Not only have they not won a game, but Bryce looks small, which he is, and he doesn't look as good as C.J. Stroud. Do you think they made a mistake? If you had to, if you know, if you had to judge it off of five weeks, obviously the answer is yes. But it's way too early. It's way too early. Specifically. With Bryce Young, what we're seeing is the, the red flags that, that everyone knew of, the lack of size, the lack of arm talent, the lack of play strength, they are really showing up. So at Alabama, you had a guy that could play through contact in the pocket. He could escape the pocket with his quickness and speed, get outside, make an instinctive play down the field. And right now, he is getting swallowed up in a noisy pocket. There's a limitation on vision. There's a limitation on him being able to extend plays through contact. And when he's trying to get outside the pocket, Doug, he's getting swallowed up. He's quick. He's not NFL fast. So there are major red flags there. Watching this team right now, if I'm Carolina, having gone through this for a long time in New Orleans and seen how Mickey Loomis and, 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 and Ryan Pace built the Saints when we were there um, to, to get to a Super Bowl level, it all started up front, especially the interior three. That's how you can help compensate for a lack of size. You need three dudes in the middle of that offensive line. To, to establish a firm pocket that he can trust, that he can step up and, and be able to play from within the pocket because it's leaky right now. They have three very average players playing in the middle of that offensive line, and he can't play with a noisy pocket consistently for four quarters. So the instincts, the poise, you see it. You see what made him special at Alabama. But right now the physical limitations are really catching up to him, and they're going to have to do a lot to be able to compensate for that. Um, you mentioned you've done this before. You've done this for a long time. Like, how long before you, when you took Trubisky? And you guys were pretty successful early on with Trubisky, but how long did you know, like, this ain't going to work? So 2019, Doug, we, you know, we started that season. Not that it was, uh, you know, 
absolute conviction throughout the building, like it's not going to work. But we started to see a lot of indications that he was going to have a hard time running the offense that Matt wanted to run, which was obviously a, a more, you know, uh, passing attack versus, you know, something that's built through the run game. And, and that's when you started to feel it. This would have been year three. And then you're watching, obviously, you know, what the other two guys are doing in Kansas City and Houston. And, and you're seeing – uh, more consistent playmaking, you know, more trustworthy play from the quarterback position. So I think for me personally, in year three is when I start to feel, okay, this this might not be uh, as planned. This is this is not going the way we thought it was going to go. Um, obviously, there was a lot of optimism in year two, a lot of lot of holes in the quarterback position in 2018 got covered up by our defense. Um, in 2019, when we weren't playing as dominantly on the other side of the ball, I think a lot of that stuff started to rear his ugly head, and it led to a, you know, a 500 season. Josh Lucas joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Okay, so uh, you mentioned Mickey Loomis. There's a lot of talk, hey, he could end up in Denver because the Broncos, they gotta, they got to refresh this thing. If you look at the stats, and I'm sure they're going to show this tonight, the stats for Russell Wilson are eerily similar to the stats for Pat Mahomes. I, 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 without giving away how I feel about it, when you see those stats put up next to each other and they look the same, and yet the team results are different, what's your reaction? Well, obviously, in that specific scenario, Doug, you got you got a, you got a quarterback who's playing with the worst defense in the NFL right now. Pass game, run game, it's a disaster. You're giving up 36 points a game, whatever it is. It's going to be hard to compensate with offense as far as wins and losses go. Stats can be a little misleading. I think he's playing well. I don't think he's the reason they're losing games. There's a lot of stuff you really like. He still is incredible playing off script. He is very – I think he's always been more instinctive than he is a smart quarterback. Where I could see a little bit of rub, and this is, this is based on my experience in New Orleans with Coach Pate and Drew Brees. Drew and Russell are both going to be in the Hall of Fame. They're both amazing. They're both shorter quarterbacks. But after that – they are polar opposites. Drew on time, rhythm within the structure of the offense. The coach is going to be pleased. The offensive line is going to love it because the ball's coming out fast. Russell's completely opposite. If it's not play action or quick game, he he has this tendency, and a lot of it I think is from his lack of size to kind of just hang in the pocket. He wants to create offense. He's not taking singles and doubles. He's looking to he's looking to hit home runs, and he still does it at times. And he's and he's shown amazing playmaking ability. But when you're not winning, and again, it's not all on him. But when you're not winning, it can be a little frustrating for the coaches, specifically the play caller. It can be frustrating for the offensive line as well because when you're holding onto the ball like that, you're creating a lot of pressure. He's had some fumble issues because of this, and it right. reared his ugly head at the end of the game. So stats can be a little misleading. I think he's playing well. He's not playing at a, a top five level like you know he has in the past. So, Josh, you're the best man. Love the info. Thanks so much for joining us, making us sound and feel smarter about watching the NFL. Can't wait to watch the game tonight and think about what you said about Russell. Appreciate you being our guest. All right. Thanks, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Game time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Let's... Get to a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Danny B, what do you got, buddy? Doug, the game today is... (laughs) I feel a draft. All right, two-round draft, eight picks in all. You, Doug, myself, Jason Stewart, John Ramos picking... MLB players that you want on your playoff roster that are currently still alive in the postseason. So we're drafting who we would want in the playoffs on our team from the five squads that are still alive in baseball's postseason. Doug, you have the first overall pick. Then it's Jason, then John, and then myself, and we will snake it back in reverse order in the second round. Doug, you're up at number one. Uh, Baseball players I would most like on my team. In the playoffs, like if in you were playoffs. to play a playoff game of the five teams remaining, what player do you want on your team? Bryce Harper. I know there's some recency bias, but he was good when he's been good in the playoffs previously, hadn't he? Um, last year he was amazing. Last year he was, but then you go back to previously he was amazing, and his I think he was really good in the playoffs. I'm going to go Bryce Harper. This does lead to the point of last night. I saw a few tweets. Hey, you can have Otani. I'll take Harper, and that is the definition of recency bias yeah that that i would agree with but again with i mean normally i'd take ronald acuna but he hasn't played as well as harper and we have a limited sample size and he might be out of the playoffs here in one more game all right jason you're up at number two okay so that last point that doug make makes has doesn't really matter okay because i because i want austin riley um i think austin riley has everything that the dodgers players don't that he's that got that clutch gene He's exception. He's just a gamer. He, it, it's one of those things that can't be evaluated by analytics. And Austin Riley is a gamer. I want him. 
John Ramos, you are up at number three. Interesting. I should have made a trade because that was who I would have taken, Austin Riley. But I will take a guy who I think is a gamer, and I don't think anybody shows up more in the playoffs than this guy, and that's Corey Seager. I'll take Corey Seager of the Texas Rangers. You know what? Can I have my pick back? (laughs) Corey Seager is a great choice. That guy, he's the only reason why the Dodgers won that non-championship in 2020. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a good pick. You guys have all made good picks. I'm going to take Jordan Alvarez at number four. I just think his bat is so lethal. Incredible hitter. You know what? There's no way I can take Justin Verlander. I just cannot do it. Ah, not a friend of not, mine. Yeah. But Kate Upton would come to your games, Dan. Uh, she's a Michigan fan, so to heck with her, too. Uh, <laughs> let's go with Nick Castellanos. I think that he gets overshadowed because of the Brenneman. There's a drive. <laughs> yes, yes. And it happened again. Uh, in this series, it did. It yeah. Did, yeah. It did. Yes, it did. but I really I am a fan of Castellanos, so give me Nick Castellanos. All right, Ramos, you're up at six. I'm going to take a guy who I just happened to watch this whole season, and the guy looks like he's been playing for 30 years. Well, that's a little long. Maybe I'll say like 10 years. And that's Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. The guy's love a rookie. He's a rookie, right? I love him he as a player. He's incredible. He, he just looks like he's just taking his time out there, yet he's bashing home runs. He's tripling. He's making catches. Corbin Carroll I'll take at number six. I mean, this. The, I don't know if this falls under the rules, but can I have Bruce Bochy managing my team? <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. Oh, I can't? No. Um, then I, I have to pick the guy that is pretty despicable in the way he handled the cheating scandal, but he's so clutch. Uh, what's that second base of that, that short dude? Lance yeah. Bregman? Lance Bregman. No, the short second oh, base. Altuve? Yeah, yeah, Altuve. Jose Altuve? Oh, I take Jose Bregman Altuve. first, but that's Bregman. me. Yes, you want Altuve? You guys just com- I think you guys I, I, combined I, Lance Berkman <laughs> and Alex Bregman. Right, they both cheated. Yeah. With the last pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ronald Acuna Jr. All right. You know, I look. I understand that he hasn't. There hasn't been the production there yet. I get it. But you can't be that good as much as he's been this good in Major League Baseball and not believe that talent at, at some point will rise. I'm gonna go Ronald Acuna. Jr. That's game, huh? This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And um, coming up next, live from the Tyrac.com studios, what if I told you that Pat Mahomes and Russell Wilson have similar stats? Does that do anything for you? We'll discuss next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.